how often have you had the response when you've shared with someone that you are autistic? Gee, but you don't look autistic. That is what sparked my entire campaign that began last year in 2021, what autism actually looks like. Join me for the conversation today. Hi, I'm Carol Jean, founder and host of Mind Your Autistic Brain talk show and community. And you're about to experience the new way to thrive in life and relationships as a late identified autistic by unveiling who you are, how you communicate, finding your self-care plan from the inside out, and being the authentic creator of your best life. Get ready, because this is where we go against the mainstream, say no to outdated society norms, and we say yes to who we are in order to create a joy-filled, balanced, and more neurodistinct world. Welcome to Mind Your Autistic Brain. Welcome to Mind Your Autistic Brain. I'm going solo today, guys. I don't have anybody with me to have this conversation. And boy, do I want to. I want to have a conversation with each and every one of you about what autism actually looks like. This year, the theme is specifically focused on autism in the workforce. What autism looks like in the workforce. We are grossly underemployed and unemployed in the adult autistic population. It has absolutely zero to do with our skills or abilities and has everything to do with the perception of what we are able to do. We usually self-select and don't even apply for most positions because once we read the job description, what's included, take a little dive into the company themselves, We usually go, yeah, no, thanks, I'll pass. And it has absolutely nothing to do with our skills or abilities to perform the job. Because guys, we all know, we know what we know. And we don't apply for jobs that we think we don't know what we need to know to do it. We, If we apply for a job, we know we are qualified and the perfect candidate for that job. That's one of the really amazing things about our neurotype. We're not running around just hit and miss, just randomly applying for jobs. We are really selective and intentional. I've talked to hundreds of of, of you guys as we're talking about neurodistinct workforce and getting into the workforce. And this is the common theme. No one is applying for a job unless they know they've got the skills and abilities already. But the problem is most of the time, Once we've read the job description and looked at all the, you know, filler stuff that they put in there, we read between the lines because we've had some pretty bad experiences in the workforce. We go, no, that's okay. And we never even apply because we get a feeling from looking at the website for the company, for looking at the language and the vernacular that they're using around a certain job or position and what is being required for that job. And we go, yeah, there's not really a place for me. That doesn't feel comfortable. That's not an open environment that's ready to accept my neurotype. I've got a ton to offer, 
but I don't feel that they're going to make me feel welcome. And that's a really big issue. I'm leading the neurodistinct workforce movement, and I'm trying to help companies recognize that everything that they do begins with not just starting to first think about why they want to diversify within their their workforce and all of the benefits to it, because honestly, there are tremendous benefits. But if we're just looking and, and just being really superficial and let's just look at the top layer of things seriously let's just talk about talk about the elephant in the room if you go to their website if you look at the language that they're using to advertise if they say they want a neurodiverse workforce and they're hiring autistics they're hiring ADHDers they're hiring dyslexics they're hiring everybody under the neurodistinct umbrella right they want our brain type They've recognized that there's value in having multiple perceptions and neurotypes, right? But they don't communicate it well. Their employment branding sucks. Let's just be honest. If they start putting puzzle pieces on their workforce page, if they start using, you know, the dreaded blue color and all of the things that are huge repellents to us who have been in the autistic community for a while. And we know why we choose not to associate and and follow along with these things. They don't know that. They think they're doing the right thing. Their intentions and their heart are in the right place, but the execution lacks actually autistic insight, which is what I am working very diligently to try and provide. And I'm helping to shift that understanding within the corporate world. But I can't do this by myself. I need you. That's right, you. I need you to help do this because it's not just my voice. It's not just my perspective. It's all of our voices. It's all of our perspectives. And autism at work has a 66-page playbook, and that's great. If you're a company that has the time, the resources, and the manpower and the dedication within your company structure to implement that very huge playbook, great. But, you know, that's the wonderful thing about a neurodistinct thinking is that I looked at that because it's probably written by a whole lot of neurotypicals, which what I when I did a little deep dive in it, there's a lot of neurotypicals. There's some autistic people in there. So, I mean, yes, I'm not saying that it's not representative of our voices as well, but it's lacking a lot of our voices. And if we're looking at autism at work, we're looking at a whole lot of structure and a whole lot of things that really, when we get granular about it, And let's say you're trying to adapt to the interview process, which is great because it needs to change because it's broken and it doesn't work for anybody, honestly, especially for us neurodistinct humans. And instead of having a face-to-face conversation interview, you implement a one-week show up and basically, quote-unquote, prove to me you have the skills and abilities to execute this job. We still have a problem. We still have a huge problem. That's still not the solution. 
because I know for most of us, and even for me, and I'm hyperverbal, God help you all, really. <laughs> um, but when I'm under pressure and I know that I'm being scrutinized and, you know, here is, here is a problem. Here's, you've got an hour to solve this problem and work through this. And I'm going to watch you. Okay. Hello, anxiety and performance, anxiety and all the stuff. And if you're doing that every day for a flipping week to prove that you could handle this job, first of all, that's not really the same environment you're going to be working in. So with putting undue pressure and stress and creating really sort of a a hostile, contentious environment and basically telling the person, show up, perform, meet these standards, tick box, tick box, tick box, and we might give you the job if we think you're a fit. It's still a problem. That's still a problem, guys. In my opinion, in my opinion, it's just like, you know, everybody backside, we got one. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying this is what I'm thinking. This is this is this is modernistic brain at work. And there's other ways to do this. And I think we really need to have these conversations. We need to talk about, well, what are the other ways? What are more viable and compassionate? Hello, compassion. Compassionate ways to decide if someone, A, can help you solve the problem that you're looking to to solve, which is usually I have this position open. I need this job done and I need someone who can do it. Great. Let's do it in a better way. I think there's always a better way to do something. I think there's always a different way. And I sometimes think that we have to do it messy and we get it wrong in order to get it right. So I'm not, I'm not out here shaming and casting shade on anybody saying you're doing it wrong. What I'm saying is there's a lot of ways that this isn't really working. And it's, it's causing companies to miss out on incredibly talented people. It's causing companies to miss out on incredibly heartfelt humans that contribute to the greater corporate culture. And that goes beyond just skills and what can you do. It goes to how are you connecting? How are you communicating? How are you looking at one person to another within your workforce? Because everything starts with relationship and connection. And guys, we know we do that really well. We do that beautifully. We just do it differently, neurotype to neurotype. And bridging that is one of the things that I really work on. That's one of the things that I created. Allie and I created the neurodiverse communication ecosystem to bridge those neurotype communication uniqueness. Because there is a unique communication style in all humans, in all neurotypes. It's not just us. Because if we're going to be honest, some of the research has already shown that autistic to autistic, neurodistinct to a neurodistinct person communicate more effectively and in more detail than neurotypical to neurotypical. However, the breakdown happens when you mix the two neurotypes because we have different styles of communication. 
So let's look at all of this. Let's talk about this. And when we're talking about what autism actually looks like, well, first of all, we know autism doesn't have a look. It's, it's our brain. It's how our brain processes information. We have characteristics. We have traits. They're all unique to each individual. The broken narrative that's out there and it's being propagated, you know, in social media, Netflix series, all of these things that we're all cringing over because we're going, that's not all of us. That might be a few of us, but that's not all of us. That's why I started the whole campaign of what autism actually looks like. It's about sharing that this isn't just childhood. This is adulthood. And adulthood lasts a heck of a lot longer, folks, than our childhood ever did. And it's such a it's such a broken understanding right now. And that's what we really have to come together and work toward. How do we start effectively communicating and sharing what autism actually is? And I'm leading the Neurodistinct Workforce Movement this year, and it's one of my focus areas. I am presenting beginning March 3rd at the International Institute for Learning's Leadership and Innovation Conference. I was told that my presentation was shorter than everyone else's, that it wasn't nearly as long as most people's presentations. And I was like, okay, I know. I'm all right with that. They asked for 30 or 40 minutes. I gave them about 20, really. And they had to edit a few things because apparently I'm not real kosher. (laughs) My cheeks in the seats comment wasn't really well received and that's okay. I'm totally cool with that. But guys, honestly, seriously, when when they said, you know, hey, we're, we're kind of filling it out a little bit. Yours was a lot shorter than everybody else's. I was like, that's okay. I was intentionally short with it. I didn't fill in a whole lot. I wasn't trying to info dump because, because believe me, I could info dump. And I probably made a lot of human resource managers and workers pretty uncomfortable because I spoke directly to what autism isn't. It isn't rocking and flapping and drooling on ourselves. It isn't, you know, the young white boy who's like the math savant and the IT tech person. You know, it's so much more. We are so much more. And I also spoke to the fact that what we do is in every industry. It's across every field and every profession. And I'm asking today for you to share what you do. Our theme this year is autism in the workforce. Please submit a photo with some text to let me know what you do and how you do it. If you're still in school and you're training for a profession, please share what you're studying and where you're studying, what you intend to do in your workforce life, in your professional life. You can also include a 20-second video clip that includes you doing what you do in your profession. If you include a video, please include the statements, I am or I work in, include the industry or the profession, and I am autistic. Be sure you close your video with the statement, we are autistic. 
I can't wait to see your submissions. And if you need some ideas, go check out the video under the playlist, What Autism Looks Like on the YouTube channel, Mind Your Autistic Brain. I'll have the links to the show notes below. And hey, if you're on video and you're checking out the video today, I've got on the amazing t-shirt, but you don't look autistic by my friend, Diane at Autastic. And I've got the link if you'd like to get your own version of this t-shirt and sport it around. It comes in white and a really cool brown. So guys, join me. Let's wear our t-shirts. Let's raise and change and start the conversations because we don't change anyone and no one isn't receptive or looking to learn anything. If they're in a low mood, if they're in a place of feeling like they're being attacked. So let's address this in a way that elevates, that talks about what we do and how we do it in a really practical way. All people in all places contribute to the world, all neurotypes. Thanks for joining me, guys. I can't wait to get your submissions. And the submissions are open from March 1st through March 18th at midnight Eastern time. Thanks so much. And hey, Stick around to learn more about Coaching Cafe Academy. See you next week. Hi, my name is Carol Jean Whittington. And I am one half of the Coaching Cafe Academy team, along with my coaching partner, the amazing Ali Arena. And we want you to join us in this life-changing community coaching experience. This is the first neurodistinct program of its kind, designed with autistic and ADHD brains in mind, because Ali and I are neurodistinct. We have opened the doors to the brand new Coaching Cafe Academy, and they will only be open for a few weeks. We want you to be a founding member. The Coaching Cafe Academy is the perfect neurodistinct home for anyone looking to learn from and with people who speak the same neuro language and where we all understand one another's perspectives. If you are looking to leave behind the tips, tricks, and empty promises of neurotypical communication and relationship experts and ready to enter the real world of the neurodiverse communication ecosystem for neurodistinct humans, where translation of neurotypical and neurodistinct communication becomes a clear language, where all neurotypes are seen, heard, respected, and understood then this is your home. Enter the home of authentic connection. This isn't just a course. It is a central community of authentic autistic and ADHD connection that is warm, vibrant, and full of kind, gentle, and patient people just like you. Hallie and I are fully involved, totally hands-on, giving support and guidance every step of the way, why not start 2022 in the best way possible? Join us in the Coaching Cafe Academy and we will continue this amazing journey together. If you are someone who likes to help people and share what has made a difference in your life, please share this talk show with a friend and on your social media accounts so that you can be the blessing in another late identified autistic's life. Be sure to tag me at Social Audi so I can personally say thank you. And to help keep the talk show ad-free, please consider becoming a one-time or recurring supporter through either Buy Me a Coffee or the Anchor Podcast links in the show notes below. I truly appreciate your support. Thank you for being a listener and thank you for adding your voice to our story.